0: On today's federal newscast, a win for federal retirees in the nation's highest court. A new bill in the Senate would force intelligence agencies to measure the diversity of their workforces. And a U.S. Coast Guard lieutenant is arrested for plotting to kill several lawmakers and journalists. episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. The Supreme Court rules in favor of a federal retiree who says the state of West Virginia unfairly taxed his annuity income. The court says states must treat and tax federal retirees the same way they tax retirees who leave state government. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association praised the court's decision, nor filed an amicus brief with the court on behalf of former Federal Marshal James Dawson. New workforce numbers from the State Department show nearly half of its senior executive service and almost a quarter of its GS-15 employees are currently eligible to retire. The agency's five-year workforce and leadership succession plan says nearly all current senior foreign service members will be eligible to retire within the next decade, as will 80% of the current civil service SES. The agency says these 10-year projects remain consistent with numbers it reported last year. Senate lawmakers are worried national security agencies are not recruiting a diverse enough pool of employees. Six of them introduced the National Security Diversity and Inclusion Workforce Act. It would require each national security agency to publicly report on its diversity and inclusion efforts, which includes gender, race, and other categories. The bill would also require national security agencies to analyze applicant data to identify areas for improvement in attracting diverse talent, with an emphasis on senior and management positions. National Security Agency's Inspector's General offices are taking advantage of Oversight.gov. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's IG recently posted its first report to the website. Since it launched in October 2017, IG offices at the National Security Agency, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and the National Reconnaissance Office have all submitted their first public reports. 71 agencies in all have their IG offices posting their public reports to Oversight.gov. A bicameral group of Democrats want more information from Education Secretary Betsy DeVos about recent personnel changes at that agency's Inspector General's office. Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs and Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee ranking members Gary Peters and Patty Murray want to know why Education attempted to move Sandra Bruce out of the acting Inspector General position. Peters says Bruce was reinstated after initial congressional inquiries, but lawmakers fear Education attempted the move after OIG refused to drop several ongoing investigations. The Veterans Affairs Department has nearly 49,000 vacancies now. 42,000 are at the Veterans Health Administration. VA is required by law to report vacancy numbers every quarter. The most recent VA vacancy report shows nearly 25,000 medical and dental staff openings and nearly 5,500 general administrative unfilled positions. VA is also missing over 1,200 human resources specialists. It's hiring about half of its new employees within 80 days. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services launches a new way for the medical industry to understand the agency's rules and regulations. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temen. It's a podcast called Beyond the Policy. Featuring interviews with expert practitioners, it's designed to help listeners understand updates to CMS's thousands of pages of rules. Definitely not of interest to the general public. The first nine-minute episode features CMS Chief Medical Officer Kate Goodrich and oncologist Anand Shah, discussing details of the 2019 physician fee schedule and how it affects coding on bills. I'm Tom Temin. A letter to Congress from former top military commanders, leaders, and advisors calls on the House and Senate to pass a bill which would require universal background checks for all U.S. gun sales. CQ Roll Call reports the letter was sent last week to members of both parties urging support for H.R. 8, which would target private gun sales that don't require background checks under current federal law. Signers of the letter include former NSA and CIA Director Michael Hayden, former General Stanley McChrystal, and former Coast Guard Commandant Thad Allen. A Coast Guard lieutenant based in D.C. is arrested on domestic terror charges. Court documents say Christopher Hassan planned to kill numerous high-profile politicians and journalists. Letters written by Hassan show he identified himself as a white nationalist. Authorities found 15 firearms and 1,000 rounds of ammunition after searching his apartment in Silver Spring, Maryland. The Air Force orders an inspection of all of its 74,500 on-base houses by March 1st. The review comes after reports of lead paint, black mold, faulty wiring, and rats in privatized on-base housing military-wide. The Air Force is also asking airmen to document any health or safety risks they see within their homes. The service is requiring command teams to give feedback to those reported issues. The Air Force finalizes its strategy to kick out airmen who are unable to deploy for more than one year. The new policy states airmen must meet individual readiness standards, execute wartime mission requirements of their career fields, and be current on their fitness assessment to be fit for duty. The service policy comes after the Defense Department released a larger non-deployable policy stating service members who are not able to carry out missions for a year or more must leave the military. The army issues a nearly 1 billion dollar task order to support military cyber operations. The work goes to Perspecta. The company says the task order, the company says the task order calls for it to deliver a range of support services to the army, US Cyber Command, and DOD's Joint Force Headquarters Cyber over the next 5 years. An energy department lab innovates to catch cyber attackers. Cyber experts at Sandia National Lab took the old concept of a static honeypot to attract and learn from cyber attackers and added a new age twist. The program called HADES, or High Fidelity Adaptive Deception and Emulation System, makes the honeypot both dynamic and take on the feel of real networks to fool hackers. Through HADES, cyber analysts can divert hackers by continuously changing targets while offering defenders an undetectable view of attacker actions. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, or follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.